The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. I'm in the book of Romans tonight. We're going to look at chapter 13 in the Passion Translation. I'm going to use I, uh, tonight. I I didn't realize it, but my uh, my iPad was is uh, out of gas. It's isn't that isn't that amazing that we understand that about things like an iPad that they got to they got to get charged, and yet we as people we 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 just think our battery is a this everlasting lifetime battery. And we never need to be charged up. I don't know about you, but I need to plug in every day in the Holy Spirit. I've got to talk to him every day. And I've got to talk to him all the time. So tonight, I'm not calling anybody and I'm not looking up ball game scores, even though the Bengals start at 730. But anyway, I'm going to use my phone because I've got the passion, of course, on here. I want to talk about submitting to authority tonight. And I'm not, I'm not preaching this because anybody's you know, not submitting to authority here. I want to preach it because it's in the Scripture. I just, but I do want to say to preface this, you know, I believe understanding authority is one of life's keys. You've got to understand the principles of authority. It's one of the things that Lucifer lost. He didn't understand authority. He, he had been given some authority, but he was in the presence of, of somebody that has all authority. And yet, he, you know... What happened to Lucifer was that he he had an authority issue. He he really did. And and he he said within himself, even though he knew better, he was in the light. He was in the presence of God. I don't know how long he'd been around. He was a created being, but he uh, I'm telling you, he was in a good position. Right? He. He was in a good place. He was led worship, and it seems, and all those kind of things. He was this, this, this angelic being that was above a regular angelic being. But he had an authority issue, and eventually it came out. And it, it cost him. He, he, he lost everything. He'll, he'll be in eternal darkness and chains because of his misunderstanding of authority. Adam and Eve, the first sin in the garden, was an authority issue. When the devil came and said, remember this scripture? The devil came in the garden and said, wait a minute, hath God said? And he, what he was trying to do was create doubt in their mind about God's authority and what God said. And, and then he went on and said, told, lied to Eve and, and told her. He said, you know what's the matter? You know what's the matter with God? He, God really, this is the Jim Crabb translation of that verse. God is really insecure 
Because God knows that the day you eat that fruit, that he knows, you'll, you're, he knows that your eyes will be opened and you'll be like, like him. And so he's uptight about it and insecure about it. No, he's not. He, he, he wasn't uptight about it. It was just the truth. But he was in charge of that garden. There wouldn't even be a garden without the, the, the authority of the garden, man. Amen? And so this, these are things why I'm teaching this. You go through the scripture. You know, the Bible says Moses was the most humble man, the meekest man on the earth. That's a big statement. What a compliment to be meek. Somehow we as Christians, we equate meekness with weakness. Are you... You just because you're meek doesn't mean you're weak. Just because you're humble and, right? And Moses was a humble guy. But one day, these, this group called the Sons of Korah. Remember them? K-O-R-A-H. The Sons of Korah. They were princes and they were leaders that had been given authority by Moses. And they rose up against Moses. Hmm? One day, another time, I'll come back to them, but I, it just made me think of the stuff that Moses had to deal with. One time, one time his own brother and sister, Miriam and Aaron, came against him. Hmm? Because, you know why? Because he'd married an Ethiopian woman. Hmm? And they, and, 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 and they were, all, they, they were all ticked off about it. I mean, but here was the problem with that. They were messing with God's authority because God put him in charge. Huh? God put him in charge. And, and you know, because of that, that Mary, the Lord, came, the Bible says the Lord came down. I'm, I'm trying to show you a few places in the Bible where if you don't understand authority and you, mit, and you get out of, out of bounds with it, it'll cost you, man. And, uh, you know, because they came against Moses' authority, and, you know, really they had a trouble with Moses' authority. I don't think it was really his wife. They just used that as an excuse. It was really there was an issue. And, and Moses... And the Bible says that the Lord came down and called a meeting about that. And the Bible says that Miriam and Aaron got leprosy. And the only way they got that leprosy off of them was good old brother Moses because he was a meek guy. He, 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 he went to the Lord and beseeched God to help them to get over their leprosy. The sons of Korah rose up and came against Moses. And the Bible says that thousands of those, those men that rebelled against Moses' authority. Remember, you know why I love a guy like Moses? Because he, he didn't even want to do it in the first place. It wasn't like he fought for this authoritative position. He didn't even want to do it. He tried to give it to somebody else. That's the kind of leader I want, a humble, meek leader that's not looking for 
to, to, to boss people around with his authority, but you use your authority to, to save people and encourage people and help people and strengthen people and keep people safe. We're going to see that in the word here. But the sons of Korah, I mean, there were thousands, I forget how many thousands. Anybody know how many fell in the, that day with, with Korah? It was a big bunch of people. It was more than one. I mean, it was thousands of them. And so, at any rate, I can tell I'm messing with you because you get, really got quiet on all that. Nobody sh- says amen. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Romans 13.1. Passion translation. You got that? Hallelujah. I guess our media person fell out in the spirit back there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> there we go. We got to read through Mago Day, don't we? we got Thank you, Brother Derek. We're just making sure you're a multitasker. Here's Erin. She got back up out of the spirit here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 1, every person, how many? Every person, like all people, presidents, kings, congressmen, hourly workers, rich people, poor people, every person, real smart people, does that include them? How about men, all men? Think all men have to... Do this. Let every person. How about all women? Hmm? Every person, everyone, no matter how old you are, how young you are, you never grow, you never mature beyond this. You don't get out of this. Every person, they must. What's must mean? Somebody tell me. What's must mean? You have to. You, you must. There, there's no option to it, would you say? Any other adjectives? You, the, huh? It's a command. You must. There's, there's not any option to this. Every person must submit to and support the authorities over him. So, which, so you know, you, you better figure this out if you haven't already. Everybody, all of us have a boss. Huh? I'm not sure what her name is at your house, but praise God. <laughs> we all have a boss. Huh? We, uh, listen, if, if you don't have any other bosses, brothers, I know you got one. Amen. You better know when to submit to him. Amen. Every person. <laughs> Your dog. Man. Well, listen, man. Our dog's got a master, doesn't he? Yeah. Every person must submit to and support the authorities over him. Amen. Amen. That's right. Now, you don't have, we don't have to submit to authorities that aren't over us. But we do submit to authorities that, that are in our life and over us. I don't submit to, to, 
you know, I went into Starbucks today. And I don't submit to th those people that, the, that waited on me. I, do, I don't submit to their boss. Right? You will, but, I, but I have to submit to, to who, who, who's responsible over my life. Amen? Dr. Barclay is, is like my, my earthly father, my, the authority figure over my life. And so I, I submit to my earthly father, right? Every person must submit and support the authorities over him. For there, now here we go. This, this really gets good. It, this, this right here is something I hang my life on. These, these, this, this concept that he teaches here. For there can be no authority in the universe except by God's appointment. Which means that every authority that exists has been instituted by God. Huh? Y'all that have employees, you ought to get your employees together and read them this verse. Huh? You know what? You, you know that the ultimate reason Jody, Jody manages and oversees. How many employees you got, Jody? 18 employees. I'm, my, 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 my. Jody's like the pastor of the firehouse subs place out there. Huh? And Jody could rightfully gather all 18 of them and tell them boldly that God put me in this position. Huh? Right? Because there is no authority that God didn't institute. So the, the, the whole issue of authority is that it begins and ends with this. God, God decided that. There's going to be an authority. There's got to be in order for society to work, work right. In order for homes to work right. It's, it's what's the matter with, with America and with, our, with our, 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 the, the way our culture is. And look at our families. Huh? They're coming apart. You know why? Because we're, we're into the, to, to this equality thing where everybody's equal. I don't know about you, but we started off our marriage with the Bible being our guidebook on how to be married. Huh? And we decided right away that we're going to do it God's way. And that there, so there's authorities in your home. There's authorities in your government. We're right across the street from the Westchester Police Department tonight. And you know, you know, you can call them pigs, cops, throw, you know, the people in New York not long, the other day threw water on them. Last night they threw Chinese food on, was that last night? I think it was on the, the, you know, do you see the thing about where the six police officers were shot in a, in a drug bust? And you know what's the matter with those drug guys? They, they don't understand authority. And they were shooting at their authorities. Huh? Hmm. There is no authority in the universe except by God's appointment, which means that every authority that exists has been instituted by God. In other words, the principle is simply God's got a structure and an order to life. 
Isn't that right? So, now, this is, this is simple but interesting to me. So, to resist authority, where did authority come from? Came from God. The, you, you, you know who, put, who gave us civil government? Who did that? Who gave us that? God did. You know, Jesus knew that. Jesus told the disciples. He didn't say, you don't have to do what Caesar says. He said, you know what you got to do, though? You ought to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. In other words, we're going to obey the laws. Except when it comes, if, if their laws cause us to violate God's laws, then we're not going to obey those laws. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel did. They wouldn't, they wouldn't obey the laws because they were laws... They were laws that went beyond the ultimate authority that had told them who to pray to and who not to pray to. Amen? So to resist the authority is to resist the divine order of God which results in severe consequences. Hmm? People that get married that don't have a real understanding of this, they're going to struggle in that marriage. Huh? Because not every... That's what he said. Not everybody's equal all the time. It's never made me feel insecure that Westchester has a... Uh, well, I don't know if Westchester has a mayor or not, do they? I'm not even sure. I've been to the trustee meetings. I don't know if they got a mayor. I guess they might have a mayor. They probably got a mayor, but somebody's in charge of Westchester. I've never been uptight about it. I've never, I, I've never resented that he's got some authority. And, and I want to tell you, if I'm going to be in Westchester, he's got some authority over me. You know, how many times a year, Tabby, does the fire department come in here? One time a year... One time a year, all of a sudden, a fire truck will roll in out front. It's not because a revival broke out and they thought they saw flames on top of the building. It's because they're doing an annual inspection. And you know what? You know, and those fire the fire department, because this building is in their jurisdiction. Now, the Westchester Fire Department does Westchester inspections. And they march in this, in this building, don't they, Tabby? Tabby's, Tabby's done great dealing with them. She's, she's been smart. She's befriended the, some, a lot of them, man, and got on their good side. And, and I mean, they, they, they just they come in here and they act like they own the joint. Huh? They don't even have a, an alarm code. And they march in here with, the, with a uniform on and a badge. And they march in here like they own the joint. They, they don't come to this church. I, and I, I could have said to them, well, Tabby, you just tell them to back off, get back in their fire truck. Who do they think they are? I'm the pastor of this church. Well, I want to tell you what card they would play right there. They would play the, well, pastor, you might have spiritual authority here, but I'll tell you, we've got jurisdiction, amen, 
in the codes of this, this community, this city of Westchester, we've got, all, we've got authority when it comes to building codes here and fire exits and this and that. We, they, and I mean, they, they, what kind of things have they told us, Tabby, have we had to mess with? The curtain, they, they went in the children's room. How dare they? Who do they think they are to march in our children's room and, and start coming out and giving Tabby grief because, the, because of the material, wasn't it? Because of the material of the curtains that are in the children's church. What else? Extent, we've, you know, we've got things up in the ceiling in different places where we have drop ceiling and stuff. We'd, and, and, you know, we'd, we didn't ask permission. We just, uh, uh, we just did it. We got up in the ceiling. Somebody did. It's probably Bob Ward or one of these other guys or John Miller or these other guys that get up there. And that, I, I, I made sure I spelled your right your name right, John, to the fire department the other day, and Brother Bob, huh? No, yeah, we just you know run an electric cord and plug in, and they say we don't like that electric cord being there, or it's not the right kind of electric cord, and made us change it around and 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 do that. What else, Tabby? Anything else? This little room right here, you know what that is? That's not the holy place. That's the, that's the electric, electrical closet. That's where the breakers are and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we're in a storage shortage around here. If your garage is empty, man, I'm your guy. Uh, we, we got some stuff to store because, you know, here we are. We already got a lack of storage and we're tearing rooms out and stuff. But anyway, that's why that looks like that. But we're working on it. Just hang tough. Huh? Hang it from the rail. Yeah, man. And, and, but they, they go in that closet. That's one of their favorite places to pick on us about, isn't it, Tabby? Because they go in there, and because we've got a, storage, a lack of storage space, we, we'll, we'll, you know, when they're not around, we'll put stuff in there. And they want a clear path. You can't have anything. And, and you know, and, and honestly... When they come, it's, it's, you know, it does feel, it's, it's kind of like sensitive, like they're just being, yeah, they're picking on us. They're not, and you know what? There are, I guess there are churches that would say, they're picking on me because we're the church. Separation of church and state. No, man, they're not picking on us because of that. They're pick, you know why they're picking on us? Because they're trying to keep us safe. That's right. Because in case, in case, God forbid, any, like a, a fire would break out or something, because they, they, there's, a, there's a reason they wanted the right kind of material hanging in that children's room. And we got that down. Here, here we are. We're acting like, well, golly, I guess we don't even care about the kids, man. We got the wrong kind of material hung up there. But we didn't do it on purpose. We did it. We, we were, you know, we just didn't know and hung that material. But they want something that won't, won't burn fast and that kind of stuff. These doors right here, these are some serious doors here that this, you know, we didn't put these doors in the, 
church that was here before us, they put those doors in. Man, they put the mother of all doors in here, didn't they, Brother John? Whoo! Those are some thick, some, they're wooden, but man, there's some, there's some big old, those doors are heavy. How much do they weigh, Brother John? About 200 pounds, or the, each door, man, that's a big old door. I got cocky one day, and I grabbed one, and I tried to, you know, we had some doors off out here, and I tried to move one around me. I think I had to yell for Tabby to come get this door off me, man. Those are some serious doors. And the reason they're that way is because of fire code, because they want to make sure. You know, these, the, the aisles here, the, this, you know, we don't need this much, but there's, there's a code. And the fire department makes sure that the, that the aisles are a certain, a certain distance apart. There's, there, you know, there's a capacity code. Huh? Right? And, and you know, we definitely aren't in danger of, of, of violating that. But there is one. Not yet. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I, we've had some services, babe, where I've, I, my prayer was during the service, Lord, please do not let the fire department show up tonight because there's people, there are way too many people in that church building, man. But we're not, we're not near violating that yet, but we're going to violate it. And we're going to smile when they come and yell at us about it, aren't we? Hallelujah. <laughs> Huh? There's a capacity code because they don't want so many people in here. They, they want to make sure there's exits, that there's exit. John's been messing with during this thing, they, uh, making sure the exit signs are in the right place. We've had to change some of that around. Be and that's, and you know what? You know what we say when they come in here and do that? We just say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's how you... If that person has authority over you, now listen, the, now the Fairfield Fire Department can't just show up here and start bossing us around. Because you know why? Because they don't have jurisdiction over us and they don't have authority over us. But where they do have authority, I, and I don't know how I'd tell them this. I'd probably call somebody, it's real spiritual like Beth and say you deal with these Fairfield guys they're over here trying to to mess with us uh, amen they don't have authority here they can't come in here and do that and most of the time they would never do that right the Westchester fire department has authority where in Westchester because they have there's you know we don't none of us have all authority amen huh I haven't heard one person shout, man, this is good. Thank you for preaching this tonight, Pastor. It's, it really, sincerely, man, I know that, that, that fire thing is, but I'm just using that as an example, but it's a good illustration. man. Huh? So to resist the authorities, to resist the divine order of God, which results in, in severe consequences. Wow. You know... You know that I don't know if Tabby's got paperwork. Maybe they'd give you that. If and they give, a, I think they tell us, don't they, Tabby? They tell us how much time you got to deal with this. They give us, but I mean, they give you a time. 
you get get this done you know and we we need a little time to get it done and but th there will be an inspection and there'll be a test and they're going to come back in here and they if they yell at us about what's in that closet that when they show up and you i don't think they announce that they're coming do they just all of a sudden the fire truck pulls up and there you go huh it it better be like they like or you know what they could do? They could shut us down. And you know, if we refuse to comply with what they said, even, even if we don't agree with it, even if they're being nitpicky, and we just don't like it, and even if we got to spend some money to do it, we, I'm going to tell you, the, the only answer is yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because we want to be their friend, not their enemy. Isn't that right? Because there'll be severe consequences, Pastor. Wouldn't that be awful? Sunday morning, you drove up and went to the front door and the doors are locked and we can't get in here. Huh? Yellow tape on the door, that's right. It just wouldn't be a good thing. Man. And so we say, yes, sir. And what we really ought to do, instead of just sort of, well, we're, we'll listen because we have to, but we don't like it. Instead of giving them grief, we ought to say, thank you, sir. We appreciate you keeping us, keeping us safe. We appreciate what you do. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry for every knuckle-headed business owner or pastor or anybody over here that ever gave you any grief because you're just trying to do your job, which is to keep people safe in case, God forbid, there'd ever be a fire. Hmm? Huh. For verse 3, for civil authorities don't intimidate those that are doing good. You know, how many know the feeling when you look in the rear view mirror and you're not looking to see if there's anybody behind you, you're, you're looking because you thought you saw some flashing lights behind you. Hmm? Now, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm in a good season here, really. I've been on a good run. Not getting getting a ticket in a while, huh? We bo I'm not boasting about it. I'm just I'm just I know it's by God's grace, but I'm huh? Yeah, don't get me in trouble with God, Sarah. I don't need you to. I'm trying to confess. I I really have been on a good run. I've been in some real bad runs. Have you? You ever go? I I like I used to go through seasons where I it was. You know, I just I get one, then I'd get to I'd, I'd get a bunch. Don't look at me so holy, huh? How many have had a ticket this year, 2019? Let me see your hand. There you go. We got one honest person in the whole bunch. Derek, you were you waving? Oh, you're you're pointing out Aaron. She's probably got one, huh? He works for the DMV. Yes, he does. We better watch what we're saying in here, man. Huh? I mean, how many have had like two, 
at least like some, one time you had two in, a, in the same year. Anybody? A few of you. Look at Sarah. Sarah does this when she raises her hand. Come on. Give me this, Sarah. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, Jody's in it too. See, Jody is, she has authority, but she doesn't have all authority. And the, these guys that, that are called police officers. Now, you know, never one time when I've been going the speed limit, I finally figured out what the cruise control is for. It took me a long time to really get it through my thick skull. But the cruise control, the purpose of it, is so Pastor Crab won't get in trouble with Mrs. Crab. Huh? I think one time I'd gotten, I'd been on one of my bad runs, and one time I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell her. Huh? More than once? No, I don't think it was. Maybe it was. And then all of a sudden she gets something in the mail. Huh? But never one time when I was going the speed limit and I see an officer behind me, do I ever go, oh my gosh, I, th I wonder if he's going to misuse his authority. I'm going the speed limit. I, I almost love it when I look in the rear view mirror and I see a police officer and I look down at my dashboard and I'm going the speed limit. I almost... I almost want to wave at the officers and give them a thumbs up. Good to see you. But I, I never am intimidated by them unless, but I'll tell you, you know, how many know that feeling when you look in that rearview mirror and you are exceeding the speed limit and you just passed a, a police officer or you, you went and you didn't know he's standing there with one of those things, a speed gun, and, and you go and you know, and all of a sudden his lights come on. And all, you know, you don't feel the same way as when you were going the speed limit, do you? How do you feel? Huh? If you, you, your blood pressure goes up, your heart starts beating, sweat comes out. I start thinking of what, what am I going to tell Sarah? And praying for favor. Praying for favor. I've... I have, I, th I think I've confessed this before. This is, a, this is a double confession. But some, and a few times, I don't know, this, I really, I finally have learned my lesson. Uh, you know, preaching for Pastor Ken Harbaum uh, is a dangerous thing for me because 127 is a two-lane thing. And you know what, when you get behind somebody really going slow and there's a lot of, double yellow lines there and you can't pass and sometimes I'm in a hurry because I'm the preacher and so I mean I've gotten multiple tickets on 127 I'm in a good run now so get off my back don't look at me like that I haven't had one I don't know it's been a few years since I had one Sarah doesn't even want to think about it but one time I I I remember when he pulled me over, and you know you're, you're sitting there thinking about what you want to say. Now, how many, have any sisters in here ever cried when the, when the police got you? You ever cried and tried to get out of it? Tabby has, yeah. There's Lynn. We got a couple honest people. The altar's open here, ladies, if you need to. Huh? How many have never had a speeding ticket? 
Anybody? You haven't? You guys can go stand out here in this new foyer out here because you're not welcome in here with all of us sinners, man. <laughs> Golly. You've never had one? Have you? Oh my gosh, he, Jody gave him a gospel track. Well, there, there's another reason to take some gospel tracks and put them in the glove compartment, man. It and it worked, didn't it? Huh? But Tabby cried, did you get out of it? He let you out of it. I don't know, maybe, brothers, maybe we ought to try that next time we get pulled over, or God forbid that there would be a next time, we just ought to start bawling and see if he cares. It doesn't work. Jerry's, Jerry's tried it. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't work, man. <laughs> hey, man, I know it. And but one time, because I was preaching, I had, I had my, my Bible and my notes in the, my notebook there. I had them on the seat, in the front seat. And so, you know how you do this. When, when, when he, you know, he, don't you hate it when they take a long time back there in the car before they get out? Huh? You, you guys that never had a ticket don't even know what I'm talking about. Huh? And they're back there, they're, you can see them on the radio and they're calling in stuff and all that, you know, and they take a long time and then they, they kind of mosey out of their car and put their smoky hat on come over to the car, and you just feel like, especially when you know you're guilty, you just feel like a dirty, rotten, heathen sinner, man. But you don't want to pay the money. And he just kind of leans in there, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm, I'm like, well, what's the right, I, I want to say to him, what's the right answer, man? I don't know the answer. I don't, I don't know. It's either yes or no, but I don't know the right one for sure. But if you say yes, it's almost like you feel like you're confessing to it. Yeah, 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 I know why you pulled me over because I was, because I was going 80 miles an hour in a 55 speed limit, man. No. Well, I, I don't know. I've come up with my standard lines become, well, I'm not sure. It doesn't, it doesn't help either. So Jerry crying, me saying that doesn't help. But this one time while he was walking back to my car, and then so I slid my Bible out where I could make sure when he peeped in my car where he could get a good view of my Bible. And he, he told me, well, you were going da-da-da. I said, oh. And he said, And I'm thinking, and he, and he, before he got to anything else, he said, uh, he said, where are you going in such a hurry? I said, well, I, now I thought, this is it. That's the, that's the golden question for somebody like me. I'm going to preach the gospel to save people from burning in hell. And Christians making sure they're discipled and trained and that they grow strong and to help the local church up here in Eaton, Ohio. He said, huh. And said, I'm still giving you a ticket. 
And, and then that's really bad because then that takes time. I'm already in a hurry or I wouldn't be speeding, man. And he doesn't care about it. Huh? Okay, I'll tell you, I just feel like I'm, I, I want to leave no stone uncovered here tonight. One time uh, up at Courts of Praise, you know, our building was up on that hill. And my office was ar around the side, and before we paved all that, we had, there was gravel there. And so I was, I was hustling for a meeting or to church early and, and going up Tylersville Road and got pulled over. And, and so by the time he pulled me over, I was turning on Morris Road there, the, the, the road where the church was. And the building was like right up on top of the hill. And I thought, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm right here with a policeman behind me with his light. I'm, I would be I almost want to say, well, just give me a break. I'll pay the ticket, but please turn the lights off because all my church people are going to keep coming in here. And they're, you know, if they think you're helping me about something, maybe they'll think I got a flat tire or something, and the police officer's going to help me. And so I, I really did. He came to the car and I said, sir, I know I was going too fast. But I'm, you see that church right there? I really am. I'm the pastor of that church right there. And my flock is going to be turning on this road here in the next 15 to 20 minutes. And if you could have mercy on such a heathen like me, do you think we could, put, we could do this, our business, this little transaction we're having up here in my parking lot around the side, which is kind of around the back of the building? And you know that police officer winked at me and said, I get it, Pastor. And up there we went, and they still get, I thought, well, maybe between there and there, he won't give me a ticket. He still wrote the ticket. Hmm? Civil authorities don't intimidate those that are doing good. But those who are doing evil, it's speeding in this case. You know, you know why they give tickets for speeders? Because they're trying to keep that, the highway safe. They're really thinking of me. They're trying to keep me safe. Give me enough consequences to slow down. May, pay enough money to slow down. You know, now, this one, I, I didn't know what to think the first time. This, I think this might have been the last one I got. Now they got, they got cameras places. Huh? And as long as there's a, and, and so now all of a sudden you'll get in the mail. And there, there's a picture of your car. There you're going. You know that, George? George has gotten two of them. Thank you, George. Give me a hug, brother. I love you, man. I, I hope they were both this week just to make me feel better, man. Praise God. Huh? Civil authorities don't intimidate those that are doing good. That's, that's what we need to remember, man. But those that are doing bad, let me tell you something. The civil authorities... That's what they're there for. They're, to, they're there to intimidate you. Right. Isn't it amazing that guy last night, I don't know if you knew about that, you know, there's a, in that drug bust in Philadelphia, and the police were coming to serve a narcotics 
violation, you know, drug deal stuff there. And, and the police went in. Well, that guy didn't respect authority. That guy took, a, took an AR-15 and started shooting at the policeman, shot six police officers, and resisted authority for hours. Huh? They were there to intimidate him. Hmm? Here, I love this next little part here in verse 3. So, do what is right. Do what is right. Whatever authority you're under, do what is right. You know, I've had, I've had women, Sarah and I both have had women question us about, you, you believe the man's the head of, of, of the family and of the house? Absolutely, man. Yes. The scripture teaches that, man. Everybody, the, 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 the Bible says that the, the head of every woman is the, is the man. That's the fact. He, well, that's not, that's not very hip culturally. Oh, I'm not trying to be hip culturally. I'm trying to obey the authorities. That's what he said. The head of every woman is the man. And the head of every man, here's ladies, this is why you can submit to your husband in all good conscience because you know what? He's not getting out of anything because the head of every man is Christ. Huh? And the head of Christ is God. Even Christ had a head. That's why Jesus could come and bow his knee and submit to his earthly father or his heavenly Father, and say, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So do what is right, and you'll never need to fear those in authority. They will commend you for good citizenship. Huh? Those in authority are God's servant for the good of society. That means the civil government, the family government, uh, right? That means the school government, all those kind of things. Wherever there's government, wherever there's authority, and there, gotta, there should be authority everywhere. Every system. If you own a company, then you, there should be an authority. Everybody should know what the flow of authority is there, right? Those in authority are God's servants for the good of society. But if you break the law, you have reason to be alarmed. For they are God's agents of punishment to bring criminals to justice. They are God's agents. You know, that police officer, I didn't like it, and I've never liked it. And I thought, man, he could have let me go and turned his, you know, turned away. And then I come to church and hear about people like Tabby that are crying their way out of tickets. I've never gotten out of one in my whole life. I've used Bible verses, scriptures, and Jerry's cried and everything else. I'm still not getting out of it. 
They are God's age, agent of punishment to bring criminals to justice. Why do you, look at this one now, why do you think they carry weapons? Well, that's just because they're big shots. No, it's not. It's because they're in charge. And because they have to, because there are evildoers in the society, and they want to make sure that, you, you know, they never want to shoot one of those weapons. They don't want to shoot. They didn't want to shoot that guy last night. And so that's why they took their time trying to negotiate and all that kind of stuff. Huh? They, they don't want to shoot anybody. And you know what they want to do? They just want to wear that, wear that weapon as, and, and make sure all I got to do is all I got to do is see that weapon. And all, they got a seriously submitted brother right here. Yes, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever you say. Huh? Why do you think they carry weapons? Now, remember, these guys carrying weapons, they're God's agents. All authority came from God. I'm almost done here. I'm going to let you go from this punishment tonight here. You are compelled, verse 5, to obey them, not just to avoid punishment, but because you want to live with a good, clean conscience. That's good. So, so our hearts can be clean. This is also the reason you pay your taxes. Huh. I might not have got you on your attitude toward police officers and speeding, but everybody is in the position to pay your taxes. This is why you pay your taxes. For governmental authorities are God's officials who oversee these things. Now, just tell me real quick, what does some of your tax money go to? Your tax money, what's it go to? Fix the roads. And who's driving on those roads, Brother Bob? We are. We're driving on those roads. And, the, and we pay our taxes. And we're never happy about paying taxes. We all gripe about government and how much taxes and such and this and so. But we sure aren't complaining when, we, when the roads are really nice. But we sure do start criticizing when there's potholes and stuff. What else? What do what our taxes go toward? The, the military. Think about that. You know, you, your tax money, you know, the, these things, there's, there's not a thing in Washington, D.C. that just, just automatically makes fighter jets, nuclear submarines, aircraft carriers. There's, there isn't that. Somebody's got to pay for it. And and I'm thankful that I get to pay taxes because what, when I pay my taxes with a good, clean conscience and I say, Lord, bless this government that takes care of me, that watches over me, that keeps my family safe, that's over fighting where guys are putting their life on the line in different countries around the world to keep us safe. God bless these police officers that keep us safe and they're agents for good. And they're here to protect us. Lord, thank you for the 
the capacity that you've given me to pay my share of taxes so that I can have roads, so that I can have, you know, these kind of benefits and blessings. What else do we, does our taxes pay for? Ambulances. Oh, the, the, the EMT people, it, it, it pays for that. What else? Help the disabled and the underprivileged. Amen? That's what they're there for, man. Huh? So it's your duty, again, verse 7, to pay all the taxes and fees that they require and to respect those who are worthy of respect, honoring them accordingly. Now look at this next verse. I've heard this verse... This is one of the most misused verses in the New Testament right here. Huh? I've heard people, I've heard preachers use this for, for messages on, on money and how to, you know. It's a, but the truth is, have I talked much about money in this whole chapter? I haven't brought up money. But I'll tell you what I have brought up. I've brought up authority. The lot, because that's the chapter. That's what it's for. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. Now, look at this verse. Here's the true context of this verse. Don't owe anything to anyone except your outstanding debt to continually love one another. That's what we owe everybody. For the one who learns to love has fulfilled every requirement of the law. In other words, don't owe anybody anything except to love him. It's not about money. The subject matter here in my view, and I think it's a, the right view, it, the context of the chapter is that's a, that's a scripture about authority. So if you're rebelling against authority, against those that are in an authority over you, isn't that right? Then you know what you, you then you owe, then you owe them something, right? You owe them, you owe them respect. You owe them some submission. And, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I go through my life and all the authorities that are in my life. And I make sure, I check my heart over every authority that's in my life. Lord, do I owe that person anything? Have I, am I in debt when it comes to honor and, and respect for their authority that God gave them? And if I am, then I'll tell you what I ought to do. Then I just, then I just pay up. And I pay up with a good heart, a clean conscience, and I give God thanks. This right here, this, this teaching right here tonight could save somebody's bacon. Hmm? You could, I could preach this in a marriage conference and, 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 and ought to receive a big offering for doing it. Huh? I could, I could preach this to, to boys and girls. I could preach it to teenagers. I could preach it at the school system. Huh? You could, you could take this chapter and preach that because everybody's under authority tonight. And I want to thank God that, amen, that we are smart enough tonight to say, Lord, all authority came from you.
and I don't want to owe any of them anything. I just want to honor those that are in authority over my life in whatever area it is, family, civil, government, church, whatever it is, I want to obey God. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Let's all stand up tonight. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y.com.